This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Welcome in, Tom Stevens, Mike Melby, Husker Rewind. Every Sunday, 5 to 7, we were off for the last couple of weeks. Supernova's Volleyball, which happened again this week, and yep, they went at win. 4. Uh, and then the Super Bowl, the previous week. So we're back on the air. Yeah, we still have a show, 5 to 7, every Sunday. And uh, Husker Basketball tonight. They tip it off at about, uh, what, 20 minutes from now against Minnesota at home, PBA. Coming off a big win, their first road win earlier this week and really needed against Indiana. Now Nebraska trying to uh, get another win today. In about 20 minutes from now, we'll tip it up. And to uh, talk a little Husker basketball with us, former Husker hoopster, two-time captain in the Danny Knee era, Andy Markowski. Hi, Andy. How are you? Uh, Doing great, guys. Good. Um, First, let's start with the women's hoops. They get a big win yesterday. They've been playing some great hoops. Of course, they had the Iowa win. uh, And your daughter, of course, plays for the Huskers. 21 rebounds last week. Have you ever seen anything like that? Do you ever get 21 rebounds in a game? No, it took me about a month to get 21 rebounds. So, no, just, uh, you know, the team is playing well. They've won three of their last four. And, you know, have a chance to win at Illinois on Sunday, which would secure a top four you know, double by in the Big Ten tournament in a very competitive Big Ten conference. So certainly been a, a good last uh, three weeks of the season. Yeah, they get the senior day win over Minnesota yesterday at home, 70-51. to 51. Alexis Markowski, Andy's daughter, 10 points, 12 re- uh, rebounds in that game. Jazz Shelley, another nice performance with 16 points, 7 assists, and 2 steals. This feels like a team uh, this year, the women's team, that is, is maybe not any... S- single person outside Alexis that you could point to, there's just a lot of depth. And Natalie Potts might be the freshman of the year in this conference. Yeah, they, they certainly have, you know, um, have good talent. You know, Jazz and Alexis were both preseason, you know, all Big Ten uh, projections. And I think both have had really consistent, you know, solid years uh, in terms of doing what they need uh, for the team to win. And then, you know, as you mentioned, Potts uh, has come in and had a really solid uh, freshman campaign. And, you know, I, I thought losing Izzy Bourne, uh, which was, you know, really good four-year player and, and three-year starter, um, that the four position might might be a position that would take a step back. But Potts has done a good job. And then Nisley, uh, the other freshman, has, has moved into the starting lineup and, and is really doing a good job uh, spreading the floor and making threes, which has given Alexis a little bit more space. So, you know, the depth is, has been good. Um, you know, knock on wood, they've stayed relatively healthy. And, um, you know, the last two wins against Minnesota and Northwestern, um, they've been able to cut back some minutes. I think Alexis only played 20 in both games, which is good this time of year to get a little rest, um, you know, with, with hopefully an important March run coming up. Andy, uh, considering the, the fact that you went through four conference tournaments, uh, not quite double buys back then, um, but how important is it for them to, to you know, focus uh, and, and, and try to ensure they get that double buy? Because all they have to do is win. They control their own destiny. They get that double buy going into the Big Ten tournament. How important do you think that is for them to have a, a real good shot of, of really setting their seed for the NCAA tournament? 
Yeah, I think there's you know multiple ways to to look at the buy situation. There there's some years where maybe you, you'd want to play an extra game with you know just a chance to maybe you know have a five twelve game where you can get another another win. Um, you know, I look at the position that the women are in. You know, right now they just don't want to give the committee a reason to to keep them out, right? You want to avoid bad losses, which they've done that this week in beating both Northwestern and Minnesota at home. So, you know, now you turn your attention to to a double bye, and you know, you get an extra day of rest uh, versus a Michigan State team that that you beat earlier will be the five seed, um, which is the top twenty five net team. You know, you get them off of of one game, so you hope that rest gives you an advantage and. You know, from there, um, you know, you, you get to the semis with with a win, and you know anything can happen in a in a pretty wide open league. They've proven that they can play with the top teams and beating Iowa. So, yeah, I, I think this time of year, you don't want to give the committee a reason to to not put you in, and you want a chance to to you know improve your seed, which you know, I think they probably move themselves off the eight line up to the seven line. I think the six line would would, would be their goal. Six plays an eleven, and turns around and plays a three. I, I think that would give you the best chance to to maybe navigate the first weekend of the tournament and get to the Sweet 16. Talking with the former Husker captain, Andy Markowski, played for Danny Knee in the Danny Knee era. From one of the best eras, probably the best era of Nebraska basketball. Uh, but this era right now, and they're finally getting it turned around, is Fred Hoiberg. This is the best team maybe we've seen since that era. Uh, one more win, and you're, you're up to uh, 20 uh, Nebraska hoops playing well. They they play Minnesota at home today. What do they need to do today in your mind to beat a Minnesota team that they had? It looked like the first time around up seventeen and a half, but they lost that game. What what does Nebraska need to do today in your opinion? Well, that that certainly was two very different halves. I thought Minnesota you know came out in the second half and and really got into us and guarded us. They're they're very athletic. They're very long. Uh, they have good length uh, in their front court. I thought they did a really good job on on Walter and Tominaga, not letting them, you know, free themselves for shots. So you know, I'll be anxious to see what adjustments uh, you know Fred can make to 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 get shots against pressure. And then, you know, the, the front line of Minnesota is really active. Garcia is a a handful and all league type player. Um, so we're going to have to continue to do a good job on the backboard today. I kind of want to follow up the the question I had about the women's side with a double bye with the men's. For the Nebraska men's team, they're right there in the mix for that double bye. Would it almost benefit them possibly to go ahead and maybe be the five seed to where they get that extra game against a team that's maybe, you know, one that they should beat in the tournament? Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on the last four here. I, I thought going in with with five to play, they needed to go three and two and then win one more in the tournament. Um, you know, if they happen to go four and one. I don't know if that's as necessary to win that game in the tournament, but you know, I, I think they have to avoid you know bad losses. Um, you know, so I you know this game is an important game. I don't if you happen to lose today, I don't think that you know moves you off of of of, of being in the tournament. But but certainly losing you know this and then going to Ohio State, which just beat Michigan State uh, on a buzzer beater here. I'm watching it. Uh, so you know, I, I I don't think it's terrible for Nebraska to to get that. Five twelve type game and and get another win and, and you know get themselves twenty one twenty two wins. I think that really improves their chances. Um, I don't think the women or the men probably are going to Minneapolis thinking that they're going to cut the nets down and win the whole thing. So you know it goes back to you know can you secure another win? Um, I think that would be more advantageous for the men than it would be the women. I think the women are in you know a little bit better position than the men, but uh, the men you know have played themselves into a. You know, into that nine ten range versus kind of that ten eleven bubble range. 
As you look at the Big Ten, maybe not the best year for basketball on the men's side. As you mentioned, the women's side, probably a little stronger than the men this year. But you got Purdue, you got Illinois, Wisconsin, Northwestern, probably at this point, locks for the NCAA tournament. Nebraska uh, firmly on the bubble, and maybe they get a couple more wins, and they're in at 19-8. and eight. Then you've got Michigan State, as you said, a bad loss today, losing to Ohio State, a team that just fired their coach. you got Minnesota, Iowa. How many teams do you see getting in the tournament from the Big Ten this year? Yeah, I think that number is probably six. Um, you know, obviously Michigan State would have been in that discussion, but, you know, this is going to kind of play them back a couple spots. Uh, but I, I don't, you know, maybe Minnesota could – can go on a run here and, and, you know, Penn state Rutgers, um, you know, I thought were, you know, two weeks ago were, were playing themselves in position and, you know, they've lost, you know, quite a bit here recently. So I think it'll end up being a, a six, six big league. And, and the great thing for Nebraska is we've beat, you know, most of the teams, you know, look at our wins against Michigan state, Northwestern, Purdue, um, Wisconsin, you know, we've beat, a lot of those six teams are going to make the tournament, which you know, I think strengthens our resume when that decision, you know, how many teams get in the league. I, I certainly think we're in that, you know, top six. And, and um, yeah, I think the Big Ten has the respect nationally to, to get six in. Yeah, one question for you. One guy that has not seen the court this year that I'm kind of wondering if they're going to, you know, maybe try to play him or not, but how big of a benefit would it be if he does play Blaze Cata? Uh, we've seen what he can do in short doses. Uh, I know a game last year he played 11 or 12 minutes and had a double-double. Uh, but he's also a guy that has just been fighting that high ankle sprain. Are they better off maybe trying to get him in for a game or two? Or do you think they really, truly just need to have him shut down unless it's an emergency? Yeah, I, I think this late in the year, um, you know, certainly his length and athleticism is something we don't have on, on the roster. But, but this late in the year, I, I think they're – they have to play offense very different if, if he was to play, right? I mean, he's, he's not a decision maker um, like Mass, and even Alec has done a better job when Mass is out of of uh, being able to kind of distribute from the top of the key and get us into offense. So, you know, you you would have to probably play a little differently offensively in this late in the year. I don't I don't think that would probably be something that that Fred wants to do, you know. So I, I'm assuming they're you know planning on redshirting him and and hopefully. You know, get you know, lose Alec next year. You know, could he be that that next athletic post that that can come in and defend, protect the rim, rebound? Um, so I, I I would doubt it, but but I know he's just, you know been working hard to to try to get back, and you know I, I guess we'll wait and see if if they have a role for him. But you know certainly this this late in the year, adding a new variable would you know you never know how your team would react, and and I, I don't know if Fred would be willing to do that. Hmm. Andy, uh, you've seen Nebraska, we've seen Nebraska go to kind of a different lineup. Jamarcus Lawrence has gone to the bench, has been very effective coming off the bench. You've seen Bryce Williams at the point guard. Uh, Jawan Gary also in the lineup right now. Josiah Alec is in there with with Rink Mass. Do you like this current lineup with uh, Jamarcus coming off the bench now? Well, you know, obviously Lawrence, you always worry moving a kid from the starting lineup to the bench on how, how they will respond. Right. You don't want to make a decision and, and put somebody in the tank, but Lawrence has done a, uh, you know, just a great job of, of accepting the role and, and now playing some of his best basketball in his career at Nebraska. Um, I, you know, I think Fred did it, you know, they were really uh, inconsistent on the backboard. Their big game that they rebounded it well, the next game they wouldn't. So going to this bigger lineup, um, they have not, been out rebounded. This this group has done a really good job of, of being physical, long, and 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 rebounding it. Um, I do think you know this is a game that you know Minnesota's pressure on the basketball. Lawrence is 
you know, probably going to have to play a good amount of minutes to, to help us handle that pressure. But, you know, this, this team is very versatile. Fred's found a different way to play and, and certainly moving Lawrence to the bench has, has proven to be good for the team. And, and Lawrence, you know, uh, coming off and going five for five from the three point line speaks to his confidence in that role. One other thing I want to ask you about these lineup changes when the season started, Nebraska, to me, had the look of a team that was built to win in the NCAA tournament. All they needed to do was get there and figure out everybody's role. It almost seems like that that figuring out everybody's role has really crystallized since they did move Jamarcus out of the starting lineup. I kind of want to make an assumption that Nebraska is going to be in as anywhere between an 8 and an 11 seed. Is this a team with the way they're built and the roles everyone is now currently playing that you think can make a run, get a win, maybe even make a Sweet 16? Well, right now in the state of our program, I'll just take them getting to the tournament. I don't want to look too far <laughs> ahead. I mean, I, I think we're all hungry for, you know, on that selection Sunday to, to hear Nebraska announced. Um, however, to answer your question, I, I, I do think um, – Fred's style is 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 unique. Uh, I think offensively they're really hard to guard with is, is as well as we shoot it. You know, Mast I think is 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 uh, an interesting five where if posts don't do a good job of being able to get out and, and defend in space, um, they can be a hard matchup. And I think how we play defense, um, you know, just ask Purdue, uh, which is one of the best most efficient offensive teams in the country, and for. For two years, they have really struggled handling how we defend, where we over-rotate, we double the post, we force teams to kind of play out the backside. So, you know, the, the team that matches up to us is going to have to kind of figure that out, and then you turn around on on one day of prep, which is never easy in the NCAA tournament, to 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 get ready to, to play a team that maybe you haven't played. I, I think our style would present some some problems in a, in a one-game prep situation. So, yeah, I, I do think we have the talent, especially when we're making jump shots to – you know, to play with some of the top teams in the country. And, you know, like I said, it'd be fun to, to, to win that first game, whether that's a play-in game or, or in the 7-10 game, just, you know, getting off uh, off that uh, record book of, of being the program that's never won a game. And then, you know, if, if this team happened to make a Sweet 16, what a fun ride that that yeah. would be. Uh, one more for you, Andy. I mean, obviously, Kese Tamanaga got all the, pre- all the press preseason as a preseason All-Big Ten nominee. Is he Nebraska's best player? Because it feels like there isn't a best player on this team, and that is just loaded with a lot of really good players. Yeah, I think Bryce Williams is 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 probably the most versatile best player we have. Um, you know, certainly Tobinaga can can score it and and shoot it when when he gets going. You know, I think Bryce's versatility of now being asked to play point guard and rebound and um, you know at times score. I thought he had a huge. You know when uh, when we were kind of on our on our heels um, the other night hitting a 16 foot pull up in transition to kind of push the lead back up to six at Indiana. Um, but to your point, I, I think Ring Mass is terrific. You know, I, I think uh, you know Jawan Gary has has proven to be one of the most athletic, versatile players in the league. And um, you know, I, I think that's what makes this team good is you have you know a bunch of mature, uh, good players, very comfortable in their role, and they're willing to have different players have big nights. Uh, you know, at, at different times, which you know, makes the prep hard for them. And, and um, you know, as long as they, you know, play to their role, play to their strength each game, um, I don't think they care who the leading scorer is. But I, I think Williams has, you know, been a big a big piece just because of his versatility, which allows us to play a lot of different styles offensively and defensively. Yeah. And that block at the rim was fun. I mean, there's, you haven't seen a lot of that from Nebraska basketball. He hits the big shot time and time again. He gets the big rebounds. But that block at the rim – uh, when it looked like uh, Nebraska might be in trouble late in that game against Indiana, 
Uh, he gets the block, but it, it's fun talking about Husker hoops this late in the year. I mean, the, it really matters both on the men and women's side. We're heading into March, and it matters on both sides. Uh, thanks for the time, Andy. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. Go Huskers. There you go. Go Big Red. Uh, Andy, Markowski, Andy Markowski, a team captain for Danny Knee in that era from 94 to 98, and he was a good one. I don't think he was quite the rebounder that his daughter is. I mean, he, that was almost... <laughs> that, I like he said, it take him like, what, three games to get to 20 rebounds? <laughs> and he was a good rebounder. For three weeks. I, I think that he was actually kind said of his three role, weeks. Uh, to come in there, you know, maybe hit, sh- hit shots, get some big rebounds, but uh, Alexis takes it to a whole new level in that family. 20 points, 21 rebounds last yeah. week versus Purdue. That's, yeah, that's really impressive. Crazy. And today, she didn't. She, as Andy mentioned, she didn't play a ton of minutes. She gets ten points, but twelve rebounds. Uh, both Nebraska basketball on the men and women's side. I think the women are in. I really think with that Iowa win, the women are in, and they could clinch if they get that win over Illinois. They can clinch a, clinch a double bye uh, in the Big Ten tournament. The men, I think, still need. I think two more wins. I think two more wins gets it for the men. But today would be a big win against Minnesota because Minnesota is also on that kind of bubble. But today, if they win today, it will be the... I'll just ask the question like this. How many times will they have won 20 games? If they win today, they're going to get 20. How many times have they won 20 in a season since 1998-99? You had that knee team that won 22 and didn't get to the tournament. Or the Tim Tim Miles Miles team team that didn't get to the tournament and won 22 games. Um, So that team, uh, you had the 2014 team. What did they win? How many? 21 games? Uh, 19 and 13. They only won 19 games that year? Yep. Uh, Yeah, because they lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, and then they lost to Baylor in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yep. Uh, So this would be – I think this is is a team that could get to 22, and and who knows? I I think it could make a run with the right matchup you're seeing matchups like uh, anywhere from Kentucky to Colorado State or a play-in game here or there. Uh, but almost everybody at this point has Nebraska in the tournament. Yeah, and and uh, I think next we're going to go with kind of the opening kickoff. We switched it because we got a Husker basketball game in the middle yeah, of our show. So sure we, we decided to do a little pregame, and now we're going to kind of do the regular show. I'm going to tell you how many times Nebraska has won 20 games since 98-99. Well, that'll be a fun uh, fact. When we do the on opening the other kickoff side? on the other side. Okay, we'll do that next.